0: We are now live. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm awesome. We're going to give it one minute at six o'clock. We will start on the dot. I'm so excited that you are here.
1: I'm so excited to be here chatting with you. You You're amazing. I I admire you so much.
0: And vice versa, my dear. Vice versa. (laughs) I remember the first time I heard your podcast. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) this woman (laughs) is my best friend. I need to meet her. I need to connect with her because I just loved what you were doing. You know, you were doing it way before I even was thinking about helping women invest. You were already, I mean, even you interview on your podcast, women and men, but I know that you like to interview a lot of women.
1: Yeah. It's important to highlight that you know we all have our strengths and i think it's important to diversify the people that you work with and it's proven absolutely. that diverse teams are more successful so
0: for sure sh- absolutely so we're going to start at six o'clock i always believe we reward the people to- that showed up on time instead of waiting for the people <laughs> right so yes. this is my guest tonight for women investor wednesday and I've been doing this now, I think, six weeks, Steph, because we're leading up to, as you know, the summit. Steph is going to be one of our speakers at the summit. And I am trying to change the world, change the world of women investors, because I found out that in the career of commercial real estate, we've gotten the numbers up from you know, the basement to 36%, which is awesome. But Mm -hmm. women investors, of all of the investors, the number's at 3%. And that is deplorable. Agreed. Right? So I have a mission that by the time I retire, I'm 62, so I'm thinking around 70, I want to try to get that number to 10. And I know you're helping me do that because- you have a podcast that everyone listening tonight needs to subscribe to and listen because she has phenomenal interviews. And the podcast is Commercial Real Estate Investment from A to Z. Did I say that right?
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Beth. <laughs> really appreciate that.
0: I remember, Steph, you came last year to the summit. And I, I don't know if I saw you before I saw you in the audience. Did I see you before or did I just see you in the audience? Um, no, we met
1: in person last year for the first time. Yeah. But I
0: think, but did I see you in the morning before the summit started or did I look out and see I didn't. Right. So I looked out and saw you in the audience. I went, oh my gosh, there's Steph Baldrini in the audience.
1: You were she amazing. Has- you were connecting all the ladies in the room. You knew at least half of the room by name. I was truly impressed. And I've ever since I recommended your conference to every single person uh, and women, especially to attend. It was really, really fantastic.
0: Well, you know, my goal, so what I learned, and I'm sure in your interviews, you've probably come across this, I learned that it wasn't lack of money, that people weren't investing, but it was mostly fear. And the fear came from the fact that the women didn't see other women doing it in their circles. So I said, okay, I'm going to start this conference where I'm going to put women like you up on stage, interview them and talk about how they're investing because there's this saying, if you see it, you can be it. And I thought, I'm going to put people up on stage so that people in the audience can see others and say, oh, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So that was the mission, which was mostly education and exposure and awareness. But what happened last year, which was phenomenal, is some of the women that came to the conference had deals and were looking for partners. And some of the people that came to the conference wanted to invest it with people. So there was a lot of matchmaking going on, which was, Super for me, I loved it. So it was two things that I didn't expect to come out of the conference. I just expected people to come, get educated, and then go home to their own markets and figure it all out. But actually, women in the room were meeting Aww. and saying, "And that, how great!" So Natasha Falcone, who I think you um, met, yeah, you met her. Her not her recent deal she did, but the deal she did before the last one. It's all women owned partners. And I think six of them came from the summit. <laughs>
1: so, that is I'm so see what you did. That's, that's well, beautiful. We all,
0: all of us, we're all doing it. So now enough about me and the summit, we'll get back to that later, but Steph, when, how long ago did you make your first investment? It's been just over uh, two and a half years. Awesome. And what kind of asset was it? What kind of asset class?
1: uh self storage and car washes. So
0: did it so what was the first one you did?
1: They were a portfolio so that oh, was my first. You one. bought
0: a whole portfolio?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For your first deal? It, it was not the wisest decision of my investing career.
0: <laughs> what did you do before you started investing?
1: I was in tech sales working at startups in Silicon Valley. For about a decade
0: got it and and what made you say i want to go do commercial real estate investing
1: so by that time you start looking at uh, investment alternatives and i was by you know a, a, a matter of being in silicon valley i started investing in startups as an angel investor and at that time i had a boyfriend that was a successful retail investor and he taught me everything about investing in real estate. And that is when I realized that real estate is a much, much safer form of investing than being an angel investor in startups, like many times over. Um, all of the ones that I invested in as an angel investor, uh, let's say out of five, three are already dead and two are in coma right now. So oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, real estate is a fantastic uh, Form of investing that i highly recommend all the ladies uh, okay so
0: how did you find the portfolio to buy was did you just were you like on LoopNet or costar or did you call brokers like how did you find the deal
1: yeah it was during the time that there were no deals right everything was so compressed um and finally right now we have more lineage uh, 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 leeway there with the high interest rates but it was back then when You know, starting up, you have to look at what is available online. So I found it on on Um, Prexy.com. And that is why it it ended up being the car washes as well, because car washes don't sell as fast as self-storage. And I said, how hard could it be to, you know, buy a completely new asset class that I know nothing about, the the car washes in this case? And it turned out to be a little difficult. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> do you still own the portfolio?
1: Yes. And I'm, I'm in the process of exiting the car washes.
0: You are. Okay. Yeah. We had talked about that, I think last year. So how many, how many self storages do you have in the portfolio?
1: Uh, so it's one facility for, for okay. that portfolio. Yes.
0: Gotcha. So f- one facility and how, I, I don't know anything about self storage. How many units are in the facility?
1: It's about 120 units.
0: Wow. And did you know anything about self-storage before you bought it?
1: Self-storage, yes. I did my homework on everything. I had a consultant, you know, for my first deals. She helped me analyze the deals uh, and ask questions to the broker. She was there every step of the way, which is what everyone should do for their first deals if you don't have a mentor next to you. Um, And yeah, uh, so self-storage, hands down. Yes, car wash, zero knowledge. Didn't even attend a conference in car washes, which was not a wise decision at all. <laughs> I didn't know anybody or anything about car washes, but the numbers so looked how, good.
0: So. How many car washes were in the portfolio package? Three. Okay. All right. So how did you find the self-storage consultant?
1: I was listening to a podcast and she sounded like an amazing go-getter that knew her thing. And I reached out to her. I think once or twice <laughs> before she responded.
0: So, do you remember last year at the summit when Masha? I think her, I think her yeah. name was Masha. <laughs> so, yeah. for the She's audience, awesome. yeah, <laughs> this young girl. <laughs> I had found her on LinkedIn, and she yeah. was doing these great posts. And lo and behold, I, so I call reach out and I said, you know, you're a young and she was young. She's in her 20s, right? Yeah. And I said, would you like to speak at my conference? So she gets up and again, I don't do any prep prep. Like I, Mm -hmm. I, even though I know Steph, I've never spoken to her about any of this except I did know she had some car watches. So I like it to be very authentic because I want to learn and ask, you know, and I don't want it all staged. So she gets up there on the stage and I'm asking her and she said that she had gone to try to get a loan for the self-storage. I think it was over 200 lenders that she yeah. tried to get. The, remember? And, yeah. then she, and then at the end, I think she either got a hard money loan or she took money out of her 401k. Or, but good for her. I think she has now three self-storage properties. Amazing. <laughs> amazing but what she was such a whippersnapper wasn't she she
1: was awesome
0: yeah agree I agree <laughs> okay so i don't think she had a consultant is my point but um okay, okay. so you got a consultant so how and where is the self-storage facility you own? they are in north of texas okay and you live where tell the audience california so do you go often to see these properties or never uh, to be honest, of all the properties
1: I purchased, I've never either never see, seen them or I saw them when I was there to sign. <laughs> <And> so, yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah, title
0: completely the opposite of me, right? <laughs> I'm in my shopping centers every day. Okay. Yeah. So, how many properties do you own now?
1: I think it's about six or seven, and it's a mix. Um, however, right now I'm only focused on self storage.
0: Okay. So going forward, you're only going to buy self-storage, but what's Mm -hmm. the mix? What's some of the other asset classes you own besides car washes and self-storage? Short-term rentals. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, and are they, are those like vacation rentals, like VRBOs or no?
1: Yeah, Airbnb, Uh, VRBO. Airbnb, Mm -hmm. okay, great.
0: And are they in, are they in tourist areas? They are in tourist areas. Yes.
1: North of Texas as
0: well how'd you find them? them?
1: I had a friend who was, uh, he has a podcast on, on short-term rentals and he was sharing the numbers with me and they sounded amazing. So I just decided to (laughs) give it a try.
0: And are you happy with those investments or?
1: Yes. Yes. Those are great. Yes. But
0: you don't want to do any more.
1: We have to mind our lane. I I decided to focus on Um, self-storage. Short-term rentals are fantastic. I highly recommend them. I tell people, it it is what is important to you, right? So car wash, if the the money is all that matters, you should do that. If your time is all that matters, you should do self-storage. And if you're in between, short-term rentals is fine. (laughs)
0: okay so so basically what I'm hearing and I'm reading through the lines here that car wash is good money but takes too much time exactly what takes the time
1: so something breaks every single day and I made the decision to not focus on that asset class. And I made the decision to not learn how to maximize, optimize, manage it remotely. So um, if somebody wants to find managers and figure out how to operate them remotely, more power to them. It's not something that I personally want, want to focus on.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy what's going on in the car wash world, and, and something about uh, I don't I don't something about you can depreciate
1: ninety percent, right? Yeah, that's,
0: that's the draw, right? Everyone, <laughs> that's that's why everyone's jumping in it. Okay, yeah. All right, so car washes we're poo pooing car washes. Yeah. So short term rentals. Um, why do you not want to go for, you said you like it you said it's good money uh but it takes too much time no
1: yeah just like car washes i don't want to create an entire team to manage short term rentals and then have another completely separate team to manage the self storage got it and you know okay have too many moving parts. I, I believe it is important for us to focus on a NASA class, even though I also believe in diversification is also very important. Um, uh, I personally decided uh, self-storage because it's what I enjoy the most.
0: And why do you enjoy
1: it? It's a whole lot easier to add technology to be able to manage things remotely, not only through cameras, through locks, Uh, overlocking people out of their units if they don't pay, uh, kicking people out compared to multifamily, and you don't need to deal with toilets, trash, and uh, tenants.
0: There you go. Okay, got it. So how many do you want to buy? What's your goal for 2023 on self-storage units?
1: So I have a big, hairy goal for 2023. Love those. And this is for a syndication. So it'll be a syndication with uh, investors. Uh, it'll be 30 million worth of self-storage properties.
0: So can you share how many, what How? What million do you have now? I'm sorry? How much do you have now? What's the value of your self-storage now? Uh,
1: let's say around five. Okay, I don't. You can do that. Can
0: I? Will you send me the next? When you send me an OM, so I can look to see if I want to invest in self storage.
1: Yeah, of course, absolutely. You
0: know, so I also believe in riches. Riches are in the niches. I believe that, but I'm so as a general partner, retail, 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 retail. But it's been super hard to buy, as we talked about at the start of the pot of the webinar, whatever we're calling this, Women Investor Wednesday. And, um, so now I'm investing with Natasha and multifamily, but I'm very happy that she's the GP and I'm just writing the check as an LP. Exactly. So I'm, I'm diversifying in my LP interests, limited partner, but anything I do with my heart and soul and sweat is retail. Yeah, exactly. But so I think you can do 30 million. No problem. Yay. <laughs> And maybe you can meet some people at the summit that can be your future investors, or maybe you'll meet someone that knows about some self-storage for you to buy. Will you buy them all around the country?
1: Uh, Yes, we're trying to narrow down even further than right now. It's a little bit broad. It's below Sunbelt in good markets with good population growth, diverse industry, low poverty rate, decent, medium income. Um, But I I believe we should narrow that down even more. And I have a few partners that um, have narrowed in specific markets like California, for example. So um, we'll be working on that.
0: So when you buy, when you have purchased these, are you getting loans on your investment? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. And
0: do you get loans from banks, from credit unions? Where do you get the loans from?
1: So I've had a lot of success with local banks to where the facility is at. And I highly recommend people asking for referrals if they don't live there from their brokers or their local attorneys. Um, And also you can do SBA loans with self-storage as well. So that is another really good possibility. Yes.
0: Have you done an SBA loan?
1: We're closing on a deal in a couple of weeks with an SBA loan.
0: How, so I hear it takes, God yes. off. So how many months has it taken you?
1: It's going to be three months.
0: So the yeah. seller gave you that time.
1: He was kind enough to sign a couple of extensions for us. <laughs> uh, so we, we learned a lot in this process. You need at least three months to close and you need to send the application right away, as well as I would recommend applying with a local bank to have a backup plan, just in case that does not work out or it takes too long or the seller won't sign an extension if you need one. So um, having backup plans are is very important, uh, especially as you're starting.
0: Do you remember this, the keynote speaker last year? She was an SBA goddess. The Who TikTok
1: was Yes, yes. She had a million followers on TikTok. Yeah. Amazing. Uh,
0: The the Duchess of Decorum. In her business life, she did SBA loans.
1: Oh, yeah. She might be a great resource.
0: Yes, she's a great resource. We have some questions. They're pouring in. By the way, my friend Rebecca Von Meister said she wants an OM too. Okay. So, um, So Heidi Hartmeyer Wendling said, Steph, I have listened to your podcast with Catherine oh. East and it was great.
1: Catherine is a rock star. Yes, yes.
0: I have to <laughs> to that one. Uh, Valentina Mandarin asked, Do you manage your own properties? Why not use a property manager? Just curious.
1: You know, I'm part of a self-storage mastermind and they have been doing this for at least two decades and they have gone both ways multiple times. So, nobody has really figured that out yet what is the most optimal. Um so right now we are building a team and you know there there are there uh, was a lady actually that was that sold several properties uh, that they purchased recently and they were doing um, third-party management from the get-go. So there are different ways to approach it and how also how big do you want to get, how fast as well.
0: Right. Um, are the properties you buy usually active listings or off-market?
1: So the portfolio was an active listing and everything else off-market, Um So in that case, you might need to also either partner up with people that have access to off-market deals or learn how to reach out to owners. And I'm sure there are many classes out there that teach you how to send mailers, how to have set up VAs to contact sellers. And, you know, a lot of people also are very successful just knowing their own market and building a relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Building a relationship with local people, just narrowing that this one market down or within two hour driving distance from you. That is, that is what my mentor always told me. And I, I should have listened to him. <laughs> always buy within a two hour driving uh, distance from you. So and mine
0: is 10 minutes from my house. <laughs> so um P- commercial real estate asks, I I guess I don't know what this is, so I'm guessing you will know, and maybe it has to do with the SBA 504 or 7A. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. okay <laughs> it's well. my
1: first loan. I do not know. I'll have we to find out.
0: Okay. And then Sherry Sanchez says, "Oh, this is a good question. How much capital capital did you invest? Did you have to have to invest in your first property? Did you have partners in your first in that portfolio?" No. Um,
1: I found a lender that was doing 20% down payment.
0: Okay, awesome. That's unusual. And I,
1: I must add a caveat there that uh, five days or so before closing, they said, well, you know, you don't have experience. This is your first portfolio, even though, you know, I had a mentor in the, the podcast and everything else. Um, so we want to lock the entire amount of the loan that I had in stock. Uh, <laughs> until you pay off your loan <laughs> oh no! and it's a 20 year loan. And I said, why, why would I get a loan? Right. Um, so it was a very small bank. So I called the president and it was literally a five minute conversation. Uh, so we agreed to, to put a much smaller amount. Um, and a after a couple of years that the payments are, are, are coming in. Uh, then he will release that. So,
0: well, how great! So, do you know how many people I th- I believe would would never call the president of the bank? I don't. I'm pretty assertive. I don't know if I would call the president of the bank. Kudos to you on that.
1: <laughs> it was five days before closing that they gave me right. that news.
0: <laughs> and you were, or you are, wait to
1: build a relationship.
0: <laughs> were you already non-refundable on the deal? I
1: never do non-refundable until the 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 loan is approved so
0: okay good okay great yeah so um so the first deal you don't have partners how did you then decide i'm going to have partners on my next deal or at what point did you start bringing in partners
1: well uh but we all ran out of money at some point so A very successful venture capitalist once said something. Like, I was trying to find a quote, but I cannot find a quote. But he said something like this. He had a very successful startup. He said, yeah, I can keep 100% of my pie, you know, and that'll be my company. It'll be 100% mine. However, I can hire the best people to work with me out there. And the pie is going to be a whole lot bigger. I'm going to have a, sl- a slice of that pie, but it's going to be a much bigger pie. So that really stuck with me in terms of partnerships. Sure, it's much better, easier <laughs> to, you know, do everything uh, by ourselves. We're going to grow very slowly, our little pie. But I think it's, it's better to go as a team.
0: How did you find the partners? I know you're going to tell me podcasts, right?
1: No, through this mastermind that I joined. Self-storage mastermind. Yeah. How did you
0: find the mastermind?
1: Uh, I don't remember. I believe either podcast or, or searching for it online. So,
0: so you this this self-storage mastermind. And then from that, you guys, a few of you say, let's do this together. Let's buy the next deal together.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: That's what's happening at the summit.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Amazing what you're doing. Amazing. So, um, and then are you all, do you all share in the GP?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Amazing. And then do you bring in LPs?
1: Exactly. So my responsibility is bringing the LPs.
0: Oh, you know where you can do that? (laughs) On March 8th. At the summit, <laughs> sounds amazing. amazing. Gonna be two. I think we're gonna. Well, we sold out of VIP already, and I think we're gonna have 200 other women in the room. So,
1: oh, so awesome! I'm sure okay, so it'll be a few more.
0: I'm excited. So, um, okay, so you um found the partners. So, when you guys now you, you get loans, do you all the GP sign on the
1: loans? Uh, it depends. Whoever can afford to sign will sign and they get an extra 10% for signing. So it's all split based on responsibilities and who does what and how many, so how many responsibilities there are.
0: So, what, so, so yeah, so one might, might sign on the personal guarantee for the bank loan. Mm-hmm. One has to go get LPs. What do the yeah. others do?
1: One has to find a deal. The other one operates the deal.
0: Wow. So the one that's has to find the deal, he's just on crexi all day or calling cold calling owners to get deals off market.
1: Yeah. Mostly off market. Or yeah. uh, he was just sharing with me the other day that um, something showed up on CoStar at 10 AM. He was at the property at 11 AM. He had a, a an agreement signed by 2 PM. So <laughs> when, when you mind your lang, you know, like we were talking about on the last uh, mastermind, you gotta mind what your strengths are, right? So if this person is doing that, they can have a signed PSA at 2 right. p.m., right? If yeah. I'm doing oh, yeah. everything at the same time, I still have like so many tabs open with properties that I was I've been looking at, right? But I don't have time to do everything by myself. There's no well, time
0: that's so true though when you but when you identify and target a market so my market is southwest broward county and i own five shopping centers 80 million dollars in southwest broward county they're literally all within 10 minutes of my house anytime anything goes up on the market in that market i know the first of all they the brokers send it to me if i if i'm not already having conversations with the owners directly And I I can make a decision in 10 minutes. I know exactly with just a few pieces of information if I want to buy it or not.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I could not do that if I was looking at something in Texas.
1: Yep. Yep. And Florida, what a beautiful state to be in to do that.
0: (laughs) 300,000 people moved here last year. We're waiting for one more from California, Steph. (laughs) Can't wait. (laughs) Um, okay. So what do you think is um, your, the, the most important lesson you've learned? I think I know what you're going to say, but most important lesson you've learned since you started this investing uh, journey two and a half years ago?
1: Most important lesson. There are many, but uh, with regards to lending, have a backup plan in case they surprise you. Have, have a few backup plans and not only with lending, with other things as well. Um, but and, it's hard and to have a
0: backup plan with lending. I mean, if I'm buying a shopping center and I, you know, am getting a loan, other lenders are not going to dance with you, right? It, it's really hard to have backup plans.
1: At least have a, a an application with two two banks. I don't know maybe for because you have a ton of experience so you you know that this lender will give you that loan so for you it's probably different than someone starting off um that you know the lender well i do
0: think i think it's so important that any even even if you haven't found your first deal yet and this is what we i tell women all the time go meet with the the new business people from all of the banks that every bank you can just introduce yourself. I'm, I'm going to buy real estate in, you know, just Jessica Malcolmson. I don't know. She didn't speak last year. She spoke the first year she was buying her first shopping center and she had a problem with the lender. Like, and it was, it was 20 days before closing. And she was non-refundable and she called me and I said, well, call my friend at Valley bank. And they ended up making a deal. And now she's done three deals with Valley. But um, it's, yeah, it's, it's important to have had, have had introductions with more than one lender. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And what would your advice be if someone said, you know, you know, Steph two and a half years ago, right? There's someone that some has some money, they want to invest, they're tired of losing their money in the stock market. What is your advice? What's the what's three things that they should do?
1: The first thing I would do uh, would be to go to industry-specific conference. Not only because you learn about the industry a lot better, but you also meet so many people in that space in that asset class. Because things are going to happen, and you're going to need help, <laughs> and you need to ask people for help, and We, we, us ladies, we are very organized for the most part. So keep track of everybody you meet, who they are, what do they do? Where do they live? That is why I went to your conference last year, because when I was in Miami, I I was reaching out to all of my people in real estate that are in Miami. And you said, I have a conference in two weeks. Do you want to come? And I, and that's why I went to the self-storage mastermind as well. They were having a mastermind that, uh, that month. (laughs) that I was in Miami and it was because I reached out to these people. So do you <laughs> know my friend,
0: Mitch Feldman? my friend, Sorry, Mitchell who? Feldman. do you know him? Mitchell, Mitchell no. Feldman. He builds self storages. Okay. No, and I don't. And he's from I... Miami. So the next time you're in town, I'm going to connect you guys.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so go to interest, industry specific conferences that's one two more pieces of advice for the ladies for the the ladies who are starting
1: uh go to an event and let's see two more uh your network is everything right so uh go to meetups in your area and get to meet people in your area um so see, meet
0: up, let me tell them what meetups. So they might not know yeah. what meetups are. So if you yep. Google, let's say you live in Austin, Texas and you Google meetups in Austin, Texas, there a bunch will drop down. And always what I find there's investing in real estate groups, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would go to those and sit in a room in a restaurant, talking to people about investing in real estate in Austin, Texas. You never know what might come out of it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And You know, if I was in my 20s starting this career, uh, one thing I would do is I would be a broker at a, in our case, commercial, a commercial brokerage, because not only do you learn everything about the asset class that you want to invest in, you have access to deals. You can be the very first buyer.
0: (laughs) But so, so, so funny that you said that. First of all, I thought you were in your 20s.
1: No, I just entered my 40s.
0: you you look great. Uh, But so guess what? This is why I'm on this mission because there are 36% of the women in commercial real estate in careers and 3% investing. The women that are the brokers that are seeing the deals that are understanding and have the wisdom in their heads and the knowledge about doing this are not doing it. This is why I'm on this mission. You came from outside of our industry, you never worked in the industry and you're investing and now you're now you're investing and now you're learning about these asset classes. There were tons and tons and tons and tons of women doing leasing shopping centers every day, developing shopping centers, leasing office buildings, working at self storage, developing self storage. I mean, they're in the business. Yep. And they're watching everyone else make money. So I'm obviously passionate about this.
1: (laughs) As we all know, common sense is not common. (laughs) Some people need the the light.
0: Yes. Stop (laughs) letting other people make the money based on your (laughs) knowledge, right? It's cash flow for life.
1: You know how to create leases. How many people know how to create leases? How many people know how to read leases? How many people know know how to find tenants? Like if you're in the retail space, it's it's such a huge advantage. And I believe Jessica was a broker as well. Jessica Malcolmson. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. She's awesome. Well, I love to try to keep this under 35 to 40 minutes I think we have answered all of the questions. Yes. Um, so, just as a reminder to everyone listening, you can hear more from Steph on March eighth in Orlando, Florida, at the summit commercial, the Women's Commercial Real Estate Investment Summit. And for everyone listening, uh, it, it's this whopping price of two ninety seven. By the way, Steph, two hundred and ninety seven, nine speakers, and <laughs> and the speakers in the afternoon, like Steph go into a room and you, and if you pick self-storage, stuff's going to spend 90 minutes twice. So you'll go to Steph's and then maybe someone else's, but they're going to do a deep dive on a deal with underwriting, et cetera, and answer all of your questions. And on top of all of that, because I just want to sell out, uh, I'm giving 25% off until February 1st.
1: <laughs> I- if I don't know it, why I'm not sold off. out
0: yet. Why am I not sold out? I mean, I guess there's they do have to travel to Orlando and book a hotel room. I get that, but That's so nothing. It, it's going to be phenomenal. I hope that everyone listening comes to hear the Steph and my other, I think, eight or nine speakers. And um, yes, and and I'm I think I'm close to signing the keynote, which she's going to talk about overcoming fear, which I think needs to be discussed.
1: One hundred percent. And ladies, think about the ROI about <laughs> this is like such an affordable event because if you know one person that is going to guide you to one path, when you have one problem that is going to save you <laughs> 10, 100,000 or maybe even more, this ROI is infinite and yep. you got to go to really quality events. So and I, I, it was amazing last year. Well, thank,
0: thank you for coming last year. Thank you for being a speaker this year. And I am so happy and blessed to know you as my friend. And thank we got to get you to Florida, my dear. You, you, you need to be 300,001, okay? Yes.
1: <laughs> thank you so much, Beth. Same here. Bye-bye. Really thank it. you,
0: everyone, for joining.
1: Thank you.